You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome back to Nightmare on Film Street, the horror movie podcast for the casually obsessed. I'm John. I'm Kim. And this week, we're closing out. You're closing it? We're closing the gates? <laughs> we're closing the gates once and for all until next time. I mean, I, I'd say half the movies we talk about in this podcast are about the gates of hell. I love me a hell gate. Isn't it great? It's just always a good time. Right? I mean, it's the one- I mean, except for with this movie. <laughs> Really? Oh, John, I am judging you entirely. Wow. Okay, I was like, I'm doing such a good job. I'm pairing the perfect movie with The Sentinel, which Kim loved. She's going to equally love this one. Great pairing, John. Great choice. Don't you think? Thematically, yes. Yeah. Was this a watchable film? Okay. (laughs) You're laughing a lot. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. There you go. I think that's all that matters. Now, I'm going to say this right now. I was stressing out about it five minutes ago before we started. I think we need to change the rating system for the podcast. What do you mean? When was the last time we It's ra- arbitrary. I, I know. But like, when was the last time we rated a movie below three out of four? Like, it's either three, 3.5, or four out of four. Because we pick the movies. I and- feel like I rate things lower. Yeah, you rate things lower. I'm rating this lower. Damn. <laughs> All right, well, we'll table this discussion for a little later. Fuck. Okay, so it's just me then. I don't know what this was. Uh, <laughs> this was the perfect drive-in double feature. Are I, you kidding me? I felt like it was 4 a.m. and it was 9 p.m. That's exactly. That's why you watch a movie like City of the Living <laughs> That's Dead. That's why you watch Fulci. Pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I watched this movie for the first time. By the way, we're talking about City of the Living Dead. Um, we never mentioned the title of the film. I said it a second you ago. You did, but you didn't give it any fanfare. I think that's because you derailed this podcast immediately. It's because you were with lying! Your, with your <laughs> opinions. <laughs> God damn. You yeah. were just like, we love everything on this podcast. Hmm. One of us does. John, this movie's bonkers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if I went to the drive-in and the second movie wasn't bonkers, I'm upset. Yeah, but- I stayed mm-hmm. up late for this. I need puzzles in my head and just like stars in my eyes on the drive home. You know how fucking late it is when you leave the drive-in? Sure, fine. What are your three good things? <laughs> three good things about City of the Living Dead. We got a girl buried alive, like Edgar Allan Poe style, with the most unsafe rescue ever yep number two possessed sex doll there's a possessed sex doll it never really yeah no reason why just inflates with purely evil never does anything else beyond that (laughs) evil intentions that's all that's all uh good thing number three girl barfs out all of her guts every single one of her organs out the mouth after making out with their boyfriend which is pretty wonderful yeah that was something Lots of bleeding eyes too. There, w- the honestly, uh, the effects are pretty good in this movie. That's right. We're we're gonna try and get Kim to bump up at least a half a point by the end of this episode. It's not happening. Yeah, we're gonna try our damnedest. You can answer some questions, is what you can do. Yeah, I can definitely do that. <laughs> I don't understand why this is such a big deal. Uh, the Sentinel, pure nightmare imagery, Fulci, literally steeped 
in nightmare imagery. I was born in nightmare imagery. Like, that's why, that's what you go to Fulci for. This movie gave me so many whys, though. <laughs> you know what? And that's the thing. Isn't, isn't this, and I, I've said this about David Lynch movies, and you, it drives you fucking nuts. Isn't this more real to life than, than some other movies you'll watch? Yeah, but I'm saying. Because you don't get answers in life. But I'm saying why not to the film itself, but to the filmmaker. I'm oh. not saying why to the story. I'm saying why are we doing this? What does this mean? Why is this happening? <laughs> Kim's staring down at this guy. Why on, on a Megan snow machine? <laughs> why an inflatable sex doll? Why John John? <laughs> and here's the biggest why of it all. Why does it all work? Why does it all fit together? We'll never know. But here we are experiencing it in awe. Mm, I just want to make that Marge noise. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) This is what it's all about. This is what watching movies with your wife is all about. Where you don't realize until you're in front of microphones (laughs) that she hates it and you love it. Honestly, it was so hard for me to watch that film silently. I thought you were having a great time. I was so confused. Oh, I thought you were having a blast. I was profoundly confuddled. And then we had to go to bed so we could record this when we woke up. Uh And it's been like 10 hours of me just trying not to implode. city where the gates of hell have been opened you've got to you must reclose those gates we interrupt this program to bring you a special broadcast on which police authorities have declared a state of emergency effective immediately within Dunwich county all citizens are requested to return to their homes as quickly as possible in case of necessity trance did you see anything besides that tombstone oh yes i saw a priest who by hanging himself opened the gates of hell
guess what? It's All Saints Day. A demanding, implacable enemy whose search for blood is never satiated. Well, City of the Living Dead. It's also got, like every Fulci movie, it's got a hundred different titles. It's also called The Gates of Hell. It's the beginning of the Gates of Hell trilogy, including The Beyond. Oh, this is the opener. Yeah. And <laughs> The House by the Cemetery. Oh, I love that movie. Which is a movie I hope I never have to talk about, because <laughs> <laughs> much like we're having this discussion here, I don't like that one very much. That one's a mess, but it's charming. Mm. How do you think I feel about this one? <laughs> uh, anyway, City of the Living Dead currently sitting at a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Pretty respectable for IMDb. A moderate 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, we can all agree that Beyond is the best one, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And 3. At least 4, we're not wrong. <laughs> 3.4 out of 5 on Letterboxd. No, this is clearly a second, a close second. A late third entry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn man, there were there were moments in this movie that I thought you were just rocking with it. You were like, "Hell yeah, it's Killer Priest, he's back, baby! He's got the power <laughs> of Satan now that he's committed suicide." Oh, oh. Okay, we gotta walk. We gotta walk through this movie beat by beat because oh, the plot. God. Don't make me do that. <laughs> the plot. Oh, the plot. Yeah, I've heard there is one. <laughs> so we exist in a world. In a world uh-huh. where seances occur okay. and Mary Woodhouse's die, maybe question mark. So the the head's the head psychic. Uh-huh. I don't even know her name because she's only in the beginning, but she speaks with such authority that you assume she's gonna be a lead character. She also introduces the book of Enoch, yeah. which you're like, I better write this down. This is important, it's <laughs> yeah. gonna come up. Including later. a journalist who, who <laughs> talks to her. Yeah, no, it never comes back up. Never comes back up. Nope. Psychic is gone in the first ten minutes. Yep. She's just there to be like, Oh yeah, the gates of hell open. Better oh, deal. Boy. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, so we're at a seance and there's two psychics, I'm assuming. Or Mary has just been possessed and she's like, Oh my god, I see Dunwich and shit's going down there. Some priest killed himself and for some reason, which we are not gonna explain, gates of hell have opened because of this single suicide. It's all written in the book of Enoch, which we will not let you read or explain. But we must go. Traverse! You don't think this maps? Like, you don't think the math on this checks out? A priest in Dunwich, which was originally, like, the the grounds for the Salem Witch Trials, I think. Uh, at the very least, it's in New England. Yeah, that's kind of what they said. Yeah, that's, that's what they said in the movie. <laughs> They're like, this is old Salem. We're like, Salem's still there. <laughs> so we got a priest committing suicide, the ultimate cardinal sin, as we learned last week in The Sentinel, uh, damning his soul forever, intentionally, in an area where there's been nothing but witchcraft, that's just bad juju in the air. Why? Gates of hell open. Why did he kill himself? Does it matter? What was his relationship with God and the devil? Do you want like a season and a half backstory? Was there always a gate there? Was it locked? Did he unlock it with his death? Yeah, uh, clearly. Yeah. In fact, they say that in the movie. I this book of Enoch. (laughs) Also, I don't know if the book of Enoch is 4,000 years old. I'm not entirely sure. I think that's like an Aleister Crowley thing. Is it a real book? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I thought she made it up. <laughs> I mean, it's it's real in the sense that magic is real, you know, and that every other weird thing Aleister Crowley said was real. It's real if you believe it. And that's also kind of true about this movie in a sense, right? Like, it's all, as long as you don't look at it and study it too closely, it fucking works. All of the horror scenes in this movie so anyways, are great. <laughs> 
Mary dies because she breaks the circle. She because dies of she's fright possessed. at the seance. And she's We're like, just both gonna oh, done which, oh, death. And then they bury her. And then there's two like really unprofessional Kim grave doesn't care who about just this movie clock out all. when they're not even done. And then oh. some journalist is like, hey, can I hang out here by this grave for reasons? Because I have to write an article. And then he hears her screaming and he's like, nah, I don't. And then he hears her screaming and he's like, nah, I don't. <laughs> well, okay, and this, then he hears this, her screaming yeah, and he's like, out. nah, I don't. <laughs> he waits so long. If it's you heard 20 minutes of the movie. If you heard pounding and screaming in a, in a cemetery, you would never shake it off He like never that. moves closer. He's, he's like 15 yards away and he, there's like planes flying by because we're in Savannah. I mean, New York City. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's like, what was that? I heard? Maybe I heard some undead. Maybe you know. No, I don't hear it. I'm not. I'm gonna light my cigar. I'm not gonna move any closer. Yeah, he hears a girl screaming, and he rescues her from her. <laughs> her coffin is in the shallowest grave I've ever seen. It's maybe three feet tall. She's got a sprinkling of dirt on top, and he's like, "We gotta break this thing open with a pickaxe." There's, there's no time to just brush off the dust and look for the lid. And open it. <laughs> no, he just starts. He wouldn't driving. have even had to go in the grave. He could have just crouched yeah. to be able to open it. Oh yeah, it took way more work to do the pickaxe. And he's like, he's also like, better, better bury this pickaxe right where that screaming head is. Like, was he just? Hoping the screaming would stop. What if was he trying if, to murder her? He was like, "This so. corpse is coming back." What would you do if you just you oh you finally open the lid and she's dead because you hit her in the face with a pickaxe? I thought that's what was going to happen because she did a false double death in there because uh. she was scratching the cover and there was blood all over it and you're like, "Ooh, that's super eerie." The mm-hmm. inside is all fig- filled with scratch marks and they're like, "She wasn't dead," and then she false dies and then she wakes up again and screams and she runs out of air. She found more? Whatever. Doesn't matter. This is not important. The fact is that Mary didn't die. There is no enthusiasm in Kim's voice talking about any of this it's shit. It's not important. You love seances. I, I do. Be- I can't I believe do you love didn't a seance. appreciate this like hippie drug den seance in New York City where the cops show up. They're like, what kind of drugs were you on? You on smack? What were you on? Where's you, your on grass? you on grass? <laughs> you on acid? Is it all down the toilet? And then fire comes up out of the floor from oh, nowhere. Oh yeah, the fire. And the, the police officer what just What was like, the fire? What was that? Premonition. <laughs> <laughs> Bad omen. What do you want from me, man? The spirits are alive, and we got to do something about it. Like, clearly, that was them. It was, it was, it was hellfire. I'm grasping at straws here. But it's just, like, weird occurrences, things that don't make any sense. By all accounts, it was all all in the Book of Enoch, which is the real reason why the lady doesn't want to go with them. She's like, I already know how this story ends. It's you fine. guys should do it. Yeah. <laughs> you go meet that annoying kid named John John. All of these Fulci movies have, like, an annoying kid overdone. Okay, so, so House poorly. by the Cemetery has the worst Yeah, kid. truly. But still better than this movie. <laughs> wow, that hurts. I love that scene where he's rescuing her from the from the cemetery from being buried alive. I just think it's great. It's just really unprofessional. Yeah, I know. That's what's that's it's outlandish. It doesn't make any sense. It's hilarious. Also, later in the film, we go to a funeral parlor, we see embalming process. We know this universe has embalming processes. Yeah. So she requested not to be embalmed. She just wanted to like raw dog death. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> You cannot. You can. You don't have to be embalmed. Yeah, but the, you don't want to go in a coffin if you're doing that. You want to go in like a little paper sack and go under a tree. 
you're you're talking from like 2023 brain. Like I you got to remember this seed. is 1980. Oh. <laughs> you know? Like nobody's getting turned into dust and then put into a crystal and then added to like a cat's necklace. You know, like that's just not happening. Just in case I'm not really dead, can you please bury me with a mirror in there so I can see myself? What's up with the mirror? Yeah, it's oh, freaky. you would. I would hate to see that. No, that's not what I want. It would all be bad. Like if that's the kind of thing you're asking for, just put a string attached to a bell on the tombstone. I would li- like just for old times' sakes. I would like that. You I want would. The I would like that kind and the of bell. Yeah, just you know, just to be goth about it. Okay. Just to like add a little Poe finesse to my burial. I wonder if that's a thing that they will do. Cause like, how hard is? Can it? Can you give me the Victorian bell, please? Can I, please I would like the Victorian. Please give me the bell. <laughs> I'd like the Victorian bell package, please. It's my last dying <laughs> wish. And then yeah, just like leave shiny things around for crows to come by. <laughs> like that's true. How do you make your gravesite look? The most haunted. Anyway, this. Tr- I mean, if you set it up so that there's like a secret little solar thing, so that like it it's an automaton and it rings the bell, and so people in the graveyard are just like constantly hearing a bell ring. And oh, I love that idea. That would be. But then, I you'd mean, wouldn't have- the wind occasionally knock it? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, she's alive. We can't bury her. It's like, too we're windy. Not- <laughs> we're not unburying her again. <laughs> again, she's still dead. The journalist gets roped in just to answer your question because he hears about him. Did mis- I ask? No, you're like, then there's a journalist. I don't know why he's there. I don't know why you went to the cemetery. Oh, this fucking movie. <laughs> why was he in the cemetery? Because he went, he heard about a mysterious death in the building. The police wouldn't let him in for him to just ask some questions about it. So he then went to the cemetery. I think he probably, was going to ask the corpse. Right. <laughs> uh, I do love that he's just walking around doing nothing, taking notes, writing on top of the, the tombstone, like using that like a desk or on top of the coffin. I think he was probably just hoping to run into some somebody who knew about the death mm. there's nobody at this funeral uh, yeah it was weird to see her being like interred with nobody there maybe that just wasn't like a big thing outside of the movies it's in like, every movie i've ever seen doing like the graveside interment yeah i didn't think it was a real thing either but then people started dying around me and i was like oh we actually do this oh we do we go to the <laughs> graveside yeah, this is great i love this i really love this <laughs> i'm so glad i wore heels to this funeral <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, she's obviously alive. We go back to the psychic. They tell us about her visions. We learn a little bit more about what's going on. And the journalist isn't necessarily, I guess he's just supposed to be a naturally curious character because he's a journalist. Like, he's always looking for a story. So they don't exactly know what's going on. But because of the visions Mary was having at the seance when she almost (gasps) died of fright, (laughs) we've got to make our way down to Dunwich and find the cemetery of this priest who killed himself. Because we have to do things. We We gotta close the gates of hell before All Saints Day. Okay, so do they know how they're doing that? No. (laughs) Because it sure doesn't look like they have a plan. They do not know. Everything's written in the Book of Enoch except that. That's the one thing. So the thing I like most about this movie, there are two things I really enjoy about this movie. Mm -hmm. Everyone is a terrible driver. Okay. And if you watch it, like... The entire world around them knows that they're a terrible driver. It's a very good movie because there's a lot of honking sound effects. And I like to assume that the lead characters are constantly getting honked at. Two, Mary post her brush with death experience. She is so positive. She has such a positive, cheery outlook on life. Wouldn't you? You would not believe she is going to close the gates of hell in like a time crunch. A two day time crunch. She's like, let's go for lunch. She's just stoked not to have been buried alive. I mean, she was buried alive. Everything would be great after, well, everything would be great after that. 
She's just so chipper. No trauma from her near-death experience at all. Do you want six seasons of this? Like, I just, fuck, I just it's an hour her, and a half. I want her to be a little bit more emo about the process. She's going to the gates of hell, and she's like, okay, let's go. I'm about it. I don't think that that's her attitude. That I think is she's, her I attitude. I think she's just like, we have one day left to close the gates. All Saints Day is tomorrow. There's a lot of that. It's All Saints Day right now <laughs> i know like they, they create this ticking clock and then we get to the ad like the climax of the movie and she's like oh shit it's midnight <laughs> and then it's like the, the the because the ghouls are so slow to get going like it's okay it's all right that we're fashionably late <laughs> like we don't have to close the gates right away it would just be better if we did it before all saints day but like we'll get to isn't it. the time change right around there maybe they weren't late you think that's what it was i don't they, know they i'm trying to give them grace daylight savings time <laughs> Okay, well, they, we get to Dunwich. There's all sorts of weird shit happening in Dunwich. Even the guys at the bar, like, this place hadn't been the same since old Father Thomas killed himself. Which Kim... Had, I assumed was in, like, 1882. Kim thinks that this, this Mary girl was having psychic visions of something that happened 100 years ago. Even yeah. though everybody around her is talking... Not not Kim, but, like, everybody in the movie is talking about how Father Thomas killed himself very recently. We even go to his tomb, and it says 1980 Yeah, that it. was a surprise. <laughs> 90 minutes into this 90 minutes into this like 98 minute movie Kim's like oh this wasn't in the past oh I understand maybe that that would have been well, the unlock I was like, code why are you. the gates of hell open now but so Father Thomas is showing up all over the place causing all kinds of terror all and gaunt and undead all gaunt and undead constantly rehanging himself in front of people I like that though. he's got some fucking like Bella Lugosi eyes mm, I wouldn't give Father Thomas that much people. credit but I do like that he keeps appearing like as a hanging man yeah. I love the idea of uh, the ghost being in like their death state just the idea of feet not touching the ground for a ghost is always creepy but if they actually had the noose around their neck and are being hung in like whatever location they're haunting you Fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's good stuff. I like that. And he just pops up and he blips up, blips yeah, away. Th- all the undead appear and disappear like the genie in I Dream of Genie. <laughs> They're like, here to haunt you. Goodbye. Yeah, and it totally works. I don't know why. Like, maybe I just- It's fun. Maybe I just like the movie. You've got me on my heels here. But no, I, I'm saying I like that. I think it's fun. In it's a, nifty. So many other movies, if you had the ghosts just pop up out of nowhere for no reason and then disappear- I would probably find it a little cheesy and annoying. Well, I think kind it of, really works. We're here. kind of on a countdown, so I'm assuming they're not like at full power. These are just like the the stragglers who broke through early. Uh-huh. We're not at full City of the Dead, right? Yet? City of the Living Dead. Sure. City of the Dead, <laughs> different movie with Christopher Lee. Okay. Yeah, we're just like not at full invasion yet. So uh-huh. we just got like the most recent evilers. Evilers. And uh, something, something. God damn it. Appear and disappear. What did you think of the special effects in this movie? They were gross. So gross, right? So gross. I told you this movie was gross. Very gross. Lots of lots of gore, lots of body parts, lots of just rotting flesh and stuff. Can you explain to me the incidents with the worm poo piles? The worm If this was like the plague coming and it Uh starts with rivers of blood and locusts and and it increases in in anger, Uh it starts with wormy poop. The seventh day. (laughs) Oh, the first day is wormy poop. There are a couple wormy poop and then they never come back. 
They're, I think it's just rotting flesh. I think it's it's guts and maggots. It's as though he just stuck his hand into a rotting corpse, grabbed a mittful, and smashed it on a girl's face. She dies of cardiac arrest uh, because it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then later come crawls out of her own coffin to just squeeze people's brains out. Multiple people in this movie get the back of their head grabbed and just fucking just crushed under the power of these ghouls. Yeah. Their brains are spilling out in their hands and shit. Fulci must have had like a great butcher's off cuts hookup because there's just like a lot of definitely animal innards being used in this movie. Yeah. Particularly that intestine sequence, which, you know what? Novel, marvelous, really fucking gross. Like that was definitely like a cow. Are we talking are we talking about the kids on like Lover's Lane? Like, I, they're they're the definitely in, just yeah. like parked in front of her parents' house, but like the they're making out. Yeah. Man. Love that fucking scene. No, it's great. It's like, your insides coming out your mouth. Like I hope that girl gnarly. got a bonus. You know, like everybody. I, got- all of the actors <laughs> needed fucking. They were just very uncomfortable, from what I could tell. Here's the coolest thing about that scene, and like that's that's the biggest scene in this movie for me. That's the one I want to break down the most because we have a girl whose eyes start to bleed and then her guts come out of her mouth. The eyes bleeding looked really good. Incredible. I right? have no idea how they do it. I I hope that was not uncomfortable because that was my entire thought it might the have entire been. way through. Because it might have been. There was no way to fake that. They had no. fucking red shit in their yeah. eyes. Yeah, and she, so she's got she's got a lot of hair, <laughs> just like as a, as a, as a character. And they're using the hair to hide these blood vein lines that they've sort of make up onto her face. Like she's she literally has these like little tiny almost invisible conduits going to the corners of her eyes. And like, I knew it was coming. So I was watching for it. Cause I wanted to see how they did it a little bit, but they're just pumping red liquid into her eyes. It's probably a saline solution or whatever you would put. Hopefully in it's a saline solution that they've just dyed red. She doesn't blink the whole time. And it fills like the waters of oh, her yeah. eyes and it spills out. It starts going down her cheeks and shit. It looks so fucking cool. Yeah. And because that- so second plague upon thy house uh-huh. is undead psychic head explosion where they look at you intensely and make your eyes bleed yeah, and then yeah. your guts come out your mouth and then your guts come out your fucking mouth so this is the other thing like she she really i hope she got two bonuses one for the the eye goop because it definitely did not look like it was going to be super comfortable and she fucking killed it uh and then also they kept stuffing her mouth full of guts and then she's just like letting it spill out we cut to a reaction shot of her boyfriend who's just horrified by it all and then more guts are coming out eventually it is like, like a prop head because prop head. they're pushing like spleens and get, stomachs oh out. my god yeah you're getting whole <laughs> organs coming out and and I, I was under such a spell watching this movie for the first time. It was actually like 4 a.m. I think it was after like a Joe Bob drive-in thing. And then the second movie ended, I was getting ready to go to bed. And then this came on. And it's just like every five minutes, I was like, oh, I should watch some more of this. Oh, I can't leave now. What is happening here? And then like the next thing I know, the sun's coming up. And I'm just like, I just fever dreamed this whole fucking movie. <laughs> and like I was so tired and probably also stoned. Did you that- watch, it, watch it again this time and go, oh, wow, it really was what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It man, it really holds up. Like I watched it last night sober at 10 p.m. and it feels like I had been delirious. I've been awake for 36 hours. Uh, but yeah, like when I first watched it and all those guts were coming out of her mouth, I was I was like somebody in the theater in 1980. I was just like, I can't believe they got all this stuff to come out of that woman's mouth. That's insane. Like I didn't even think it was a prop head. <laughs> it's very clearly like paper mache mouth and teeth and shit. It looked good. <laughs> yeah. No, it looks great. And then she, of course, just gives the old head squeeze to her boyfriend. 
it's crazy because it feels like everything else about this movie is very rigid. Like the story feels very rigid. The character interactions with each other feel very rigid. It just feels very stiff and like unrehearsed. But then you have these murder sequences that are just so fluid and yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the camera movements in them are great. Like for for some reason, one vengeful dad kills what's his name Bob, who's oh man, the town hates for some reason because he's simple and they think he's bad guy, but he's not really. And he just he just seems like he's just like a horny twenty year old. <laughs> and he like driller killers his head, and they fucking go for it, and yeah. it looks insane. It's maybe the best eighty special effects I've ever seen. Yeah, it looks. It, it they looks put a drill shockingly real through his head, and it, somehow the I don't know if it's a prop head or if it's the actual actor, and they've done a really great configuring of like the screw head going on one side and coming out the other side but the mouth moves in like a dying you know like last ditch movement well I think it's like a theater knife or a theater syringe I think like well, as it's, but it's spinning and I, it's well, in unison it's, spinning I know it's spinning <laughs> and yeah. my brain does not comprehend my brain is like wow they really murdered a guy I think, I think it's just two <laughs> two of those on either side with blood coming out each it's not a real piece of metal or anything but yes it it looks very convincing most well executed thing of the entire film. Yeah, and the one death that truly didn't need didn't to make happen. any sense. <laughs> no, well, it, did, it really didn't need to happen. That at all. one was murder. <laughs> that one was true out and out murder. As we get closer to All Saints Day, like they're doing some digging around. They're trying to get to the bottom <laughs> of things. Where is this guy buried? Let's What's go to the cemetery. Let's go here. Let's, go, Let's visit, go back to the cemetery. Let's go visit a therapist who's got some, uh, I don't know, some info about the town. <laughs> I really don't know what Jerry brings to the He's table. He's got lead character energy is He's what Jerry has. He's got a lead character perm is what he's got. <laughs> Don't you make fun of my Bob Ross. <laughs> he looks just like him. Yeah, He's like early Bob Ross. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, no, after this traumatic event, he had to go on to just like find his happy place and start <laughs> painting. He moved to Portland or Alaska. He raised some squirrels and occasionally painted 13 glorious landscapes in an afternoon. I do like that people are coming back from the dead, particularly the old woman that was in the funeral home. Mm-hmm. Um it's weird, though, because so she, so Jerry has a patient named Sandra or Sarah or something, and she's an artist, and she's very high strung, and she calls Jerry because the old woman who was in the funeral home, dead, is now dead on the floor of her kitchen. Mm-hmm. Dead. Like, still in dead corpse dead. form. So, yeah. like, either she got up and walked around and then died again, mm-hmm. or she's got to recharge her undeadness. I don't know the rules, but I just thought it was fun. I don't, I don't know why we don't ever see her, like, walking around. We see her feet at some point being ominous, but... Yeah, she's hiding. I really... Maybe she just wasn't a very good actress, because I just... Be I it. really wanted to see her be undead. Yeah, could have just She had a fun hairdo. Really she did. <laughs> yeah, no, she looks good. Um, and then we've also got... We've got a whole bunch of people, like, basically, like, as people die and they go to the funeral home, they come back as ghouls. They're all goopy and gross. Um, they look hella evil. They get pretty gooey. Yeah, immediately, right? Like, as, they, they, as soon as they open back up, they're just like, oh, we've rotted 40 years, and we've got grossness all about us. Um, they come after pretty much their family members is who they go after, mostly. And what kills me about this movie is that it's, like, they're racing to get this the gates of hell closed before All Saints Day, which is November 1st, so there should be some fucking Halloween decorations Especially because we are in the greater New York area. Yes, or at least that's what they tell us. It's very clearly Louisiana. Yeah, there is a, there is a lot of Louisiana architecture. Yeah, there's shutters everywhere. 
There's, there's Spanish moss. Spanish moss. <laughs> there's that. There's that humid fog. There's a lot of humid fog. <laughs> and they basically just like slap away ghouls on their way to the cemetery where they go down into Father Thomas's tomb. Yeah, the lead characters are really good at just like walking away from ghouls. <laughs> yeah, unlike anybody else. Everybody's like, hey, what are you doing here? Why are you putting your hand in the back of my head? Oh, my brain got squished out. <laughs> One of my favorite moments is, so John John, who is the little boy in town, his sister is murdered and she comes back and kills his parents. And he calls Jerry, who's like the town savior. Mm-hmm. And Jerry comes to get him but at one point John John is running around town and he is confronted by his undead sister and Jerry shows up and and in real close proximity everybody is within slapping distance of each other yes Jerry turns to John John and he's like run away now boy even though the undead sister is right there it's not even that quick <laughs> he, he gr- oh John I found you and he hugs him he's like are you okay all right now I want you to listen very closely to me okay I, I you love you John here. John <laughs> yeah like he gives him a little bit of a pep talk lets him know everything's gonna be okay now I want you to go over it's here like he puts up his finger and he's like I have to finish this Pardon session me? yeah <laughs> And then he's like, all right, where were we? <laughs> yeah. And then she just like blips away. She's yeah. like, ah, I won't kill you. Like, why? I don't know why the blips work. I really, I just like it. I, I, I So, and here's, here's the thing. And this is a generalization, I think, of just about Italian horror movies and why I think they're so well suited to horror. It's because they are otherworldly in a way that American horror films never could be because they don't use synchronized sound. And I think that's also why everything's so stiff because like we're not using any of the dialogue recorded on set. They just didn't do that. Everything was dubbed. You know, it made sense back when everything was run by the government. And it I was, do love the audio in Italian film. I was going to lean on you at, at some point to I say do. like, I think you need a 0.5 bump for the footsteps. You <laughs> love a bad Italian footstep and you get a lot of them in this movie. My, You know, my favorite sound effect in this movie was a lack of sound when they're oh, climbing into the tomb and they spend a good three minutes yeah. opening the crypt it's a yeah. big it's a big to do they're all pulling and pushing yeah. and pulling and pushing and then jerry our hero is like i'm gonna go in and his mouth moves Oh, yeah. He says stuff to somebody. No sound comes out. Nothing. They could have cut it. Dead silence. <laughs> they could have cut around that. <laughs> Just cut to the moon. Come back. You know, anything. Just cut to them climbing in from the bottom. But that's what I think makes these Italian horror movies so good. And I think that's I think that's what Falci was really nailing, especially with movies like this and with The Beyond, because he was making nightmares like they were lived nightmares that people were living through in the real world and like they didn't make any sense they confounded you they confuddled your brains they just nothing about this feels like real life but it's happening to me right now and i i think that's because he knew what the movie was gonna look like with dubbed audio like i think they made these horror movies specifically tailored to their process and i think that's why they work it almost feels like you're giving it a bit of a pass just because it's that's just how it is but it's also the same way that black and white film looks better than 4k color stuff now just because it's a completely different process that's the weirdest thing when you're watching these like remastered films like from the 40s and then you go watch a film from 1980 and you're like how did we Degenerate film quality. Yeah, shit got worse. And they, I mean, even nineteen eighty is not bad, but like, yeah, you get to like the early two thousands and stuff, and it's just like I don't understand. There's Guys, like, this looks like trash. Yeah, and it's it's just because of the chemical process. Like you can 
if you, like you could shot for shot remake something from the 40s and like let's let's people have tried to do that and they failed but like let's say you succeed I'm looking at that. you psycho yeah <laughs> 1960 but whatever either way like let's let's say you do it and you succeed and it's perfect no matter what it's gonna look different just even if you shoot it on film now it's gonna look different like film is completely different the way that it's processed the way that it we're was in captured. an entirely different location in space now <laughs> yeah there's just the ozone layer <laughs> no it's just like that that's just a quality of this type of movie and i think it's well suited for what Fulci's doing i think you know it's like he's the right guy for the job for this kind of this kind of horror movie, and I I love the nightmare imagery of it all. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're giving him a compliment for something that he didn't actually have a lot of um, involvement in, almost. But I think he's just playing to the strengths of what they do. I think that's such a positive outlook. <laughs> I love oh, how fuck. optimistic you are. No, I I honestly I think that's great. I I do really appreciate the kind of contrived sound yes. of Italian horror. And I think it works really well for Giallo films, for slashers, mm-hmm. because it retains a, a dreamlike quality, a fantastical quality that American slashers and our North American version of that is a lot more grounded and a lot less fantastical. Whereas yeah. you can kind of justify in an Italian slasher why the lighting is just so fucking moody and themed because it just is. Yeah, or why a tornado of maggots will just come flying through your window. Oh God, the, the maggot snow machine in this. Oh, oh my God. Like they- I felt so bad. for Those actors were just getting Pelted with maggots. It looked not nice. Pelted. <laughs> I assumed that it was we just had a few maggots glued to their faces, and and it was just like Rice Krispies or whatever that were hitting them. But like the, the when you watch it, you're like, no, that's definitely a maggot. That's definitely a maggot. And then you look down, and the entire room is covered, like every square inch of it is covered with writhing maggots. These are real maggots. What a process. That set must have smelled so bad. Definitely not something that you can could recreate today, just with how they handle treatment of living things on sets now. You don't think so? I think insects are different. Like, I don't, I don't think... Know. I think insects are a completely I mean, different category. I, they do throw a cat in this movie. <laughs> I was... I forgot about the cat. I was paying a lot of attention in the maggot scene because I was really removed from it because I was just worried about those poor actors. Yeah. Nobody walks when the film is filled with mag like when the, the scene is filled with maggots everybody stands their ground like nobody moves maybe they their just feet. don't want to step on a bunch of maggots yeah but know? nobody moves their feet like i think they have to sweep the maggots out before they like they have to reset the room before anybody moves oh boy yeah it's a great moment it's gross it's fucking gnarly okay do you want to hear something friggin insane about the scene that i read absolutely so this is just from wikipedia this is this like, particular this scene with the maggots this isn't some crazy intense like research i did i was just trying to like <laughs> recap the plot for myself the special effects scenes including a scene where the cast is attacked by maggots via two wind machines and 10 kilograms of maggots Ten kilograms. to surprise fulci one crew member took some of the maggots and placed them in his pipe tobacco which <laughs> fulci only learned about after a few puffs of what he was smoking, of what he was smoking, uh, ang- uh, angering him immensely, Fulci would later theorize that this incident led to his future illness as oh, he, he underwent. Lost his eyeball, right? He under what? He underwent heart surgery in 1985, suffered ven- ventricular aneurysm, contracted viral hepatitis, and le- later developed cirrhosis of the liver. Oh my! Well, oh yeah, no, that definitely didn't happen. That's just a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Boy, um, like I don't know if smoking maggots contributed to that because I I feel like 
aneurysms are more complicated than that, but surely not good for you. <laughs> Gotta have somebody to blame, though, right? Can't just be you. Can't just be nothing. Can't just make no sense. <laughs> oh, ooh, damn. That's crazy. I mean... It sounds like a great idea at first, right? Like, this is going to be such a fun prank. Also, when we say that he put it in his pipe tobacco, there's a pretty good chance he put it in, like, the canister of the pipe tobacco, and he was hoping that he would open the tin to put some tobacco in his pipe and just see a bunch of maggots and go, Bleh! But he was, wor- he was working, like, he was on his 23rd hour. Right? He's just jamming the tobacco in the pipe, looking at the dailies, like... <laughs> God damn. Oh, and, and for our American listeners out there, 10 kilograms of maggots is almost 30 pounds of maggots. Whew, that's a lot that's of maggots. That's a lot of fucking maggots. That's a, that's a lot of shovel. That's like a hot tub of maggots. So what, what do they do? So like they're just tossing them in front of the fan? Like, I don't know. Like, or... Honestly, I'm picturing snow machine. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, wow, they had some hella maggot cannon. Like the fucking, the Christmas ornament thing that the the who wife has in the, the Grinch live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty great. Damn. The end of this movie also kind of makes no sense. Like, okay, so we're down oh, in the, the tomb. Oh, the end of this movie. We're uh. down in the tomb of Father Thomas. We we got to close the gates. We've done no research. We're, they're just like, nah, we're just going to figure it out. And they're moving so slowly, we're they do learn not job. know. They have no plans. And they're just hoping one of them is just going to come up with something and yeah. do it. Even when they get to the cemetery, it's like, all right, guys, it's an hour. It's almost All Saints Day. Better mosey on over. There's no hurry. There's nothing. No. They're not, they're, there aren't any ghouls chasing them or anything either. It's like, you got nothing in your way just like pull a little pep in your step come on <laughs> you're trying to save just the a world? light jog even damn the crypt sequence though is great like we're down in the underground tomb where father thomas has been interred and ooh, interred. what a word we've got all of these fucking skeletons just like popping up out of nowhere ghouls popping like there's so much oh, yeah, cobweb and we're, and we're getting less fresh down here like we're finally getting into skeleton territory and i'm yeah. like finally some crispy ghouls and they come out after i don't like a wet ghoul i love a dry ghoul oh. i want to smack if i smack it and dust comes up like that's my kind of ghoul oh well, we got one or two I I don't want a wet ghoul. Yeah, well, I don't like organs and goo. Guy for you, I'm sorry. But like, give me a pile of dust, and I'm like, woo, spooky <laughs> bones. Kim's talking specifically about, I guess, House on Haunted Hill, and also the Jacob Marley from Scrooge and Hocus Pocus with, yeah, with Billy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love a dusty boy. <laughs> There's no real solution for it. I guess they just decide maybe if we stab Father Thomas with a sharp crucifix. All will be well. All will be well. And it is. They stab him in the dick with a big old crucifix. His uh, his entire lower half just like splits he's off. He's like, he's the head vampire and they just got to shut it down. Basically, yeah. But you don't stab him in the heart like you would a vampire. And as soon as like his like. Uh, the source his... of his power, of course. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as his like lower intestines are all exposed, he just lights a blaze, catches on fire. And then all the ghouls are on fire. So great. And because they're so dry and dusty, they light up real quick. Right. Got those full body burns, man. It's the most dangerous. It thing was in the a world. sad burn, though. It was in such an enclosed space. I was just really worried about actors during this watch. I mean, yeah, you get worried. I watch about actors watching any movie. I hate. A, I hate a body 80s. burn for that very reason. It just takes me out. I'm just like, are they wearing enough layers? I think I love it for that reason. I don't see. I don't see a crew member's foot who, who's holding the fire extinguisher. I think I'm just naive, and I just always assume that nobody got hurt if I'm seeing it on screen. Like, Every... They would never put a shot in if somebody <laughs> like got mortally wounded. No, they have to use it out of honor and and which for the sake of. I also kind of find respectable and cool. <laughs> like if you told me. That 
the guy who did the main. Like, well, I better pull. enjoy this. Yeah, exactly. I'm. Oh, this is me he pour- lost his mustache forever. I pour one out for the homies when I'm watching the full body burn where somebody got hurt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was just. It was a very claustrophobic area to see a full body burn there. You're just like, oh, I don't like it. Wow, man. those are some low ceilings. <laughs> I'm real. I'm real surprised you didn't like this one. I thought this movie was rad. It's got a fun score from Fabio Fritzi, who no, also did the score for it's the great. Beyond. The the like the fantasy drums in the crypt. I and was then just sometimes like, when those ooh, yeah, sometimes when that score just like hard cuts, we're just going to a scene like no more music. <laughs> no. Yeah, like especially when John John was running, he was like running to the mystery music, and then like they just like uh, yeah, whatever. fuck it. Yeah. He's still running, but we're out of track. <laughs> Yeah, no, I really like City of the Living Dead. Uh, Can we talk about the final image, though? Can you explain that to me? (laughs) What's the final image? What's the final image, John? I don't remember. That's too busy hooting and hollering. I don't remember. You don't remember that they come out of the crypt and John John's there and they're so happy to see John John? Oh, yes. (laughs) And then they scream. Oh, no! And the music changes, and John John's still running toward them, happy to see them, and we freeze frame, and then the image just, like, breaks like a spider web, and you're like, we had to rewind it, like, three times. Like, oh, we must have missed something. Maybe like, is John John a ghoul up. without any, like, was that a decision made in the in the editing room? They're like, we should have a darker ending. Yeah. Let's just pretend John John's a ghoul with no no reshoots at all, no, no makeup, no, and we're just gonna end on him smiling and assume the worst. I, it's just one of those things. You got to send people out on like one final last image of horror. And John like, John was twelve by the time, so they couldn't. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't bring him back in. Nah, uh, yeah, it's a choice. That's for sure. I don't think it necessarily holds up, but the rest of the movie is a fucking ride, man. You know, the ending just makes it even more special for me. We talking about point five bump special? What are we talking about? What are you at right now? Like five out of four? Like, you, you love like the, with all these bumps. Like you got a ghoul bump. You, you I haven't done any this, bumps. You got just a footstep be... bump. You got that last image bump. Two out of four is where we are with all those bumps, huh? Yeah, that makes sense. That sounds about right. I really, I, honestly, for the four a.m. of it, is I thought the... <laughs> I thought we were just pals watching a cool movie last night. I thought we were both riding the same wave. It seemed like you were. We were both reacting. Just we were with- reacting to the same things, <laughs> but in a different. No, I. It was. It was an experience and one that I don't think I'll ever be able to replicate for the first time. See, this is this is where I am. Like, well, clearly, it's a three, at least a three out of four. It's all about the experience, and if you're just like. I'm giving... I've never seen anything like this before, and I never will again. <laughs> like... I'm giving it a two-point reduction for how Jerry <laughs> responds to chaotic action scenes and how slow everyone walks. Okay, well, I think this is at least a three out of four. I don't think it's a perfect great. Movie, so you rated like, a three out of four. Damn, then love... you're allowed to do that. Yeah, I had a great time. I have been waiting to talk about this movie in the podcast. I thought it was the right amount of bonkers that you were going to rock with it, but that's fine. It's okay, you know. Uh, it I, is quite bonkers. I know you. I, it's, it's up there. I'm sure you had a, a good time watching it, but like, yeah, it's not your what favorite. If, what movie if ever. the sex doll? Why did it inflate? No idea. He also asks no questions. We didn't talk about it. It's one of the good things, I believe, is what you, is what you said. But uh, yeah, so that that uh, the kid who gets drilled in the head when he's in his weird little we follow him a apartment. lot. He runs around all over the place, and then he just dies. And we're like, well, I thought he was a main character. I don't really know what his role in all of this was, except for the town to maybe blame him for a couple things. But like, we know that he's not guilty of anything. We know that he we hasn't saw the done ghouls. anything. He's just this horny guy who's got sex dolls and and you was know. that his? Doll? 
doll? I think so. I thought it was the priest. He seemed pretty <laughs> surprised to see it. Like, he was like, oh, hey, baby. Yeah. But, like, when we find him and he's, like, sleeping in his, like, weird little hovel, it's full of porno mags. He's got, like, c- I thought that's because he photos. worked in a mechanic's office. Oh, you think that's this all is? This is just, like, the decor. You're like, oh, this is just, yeah, this is just what we call mechanic's wallpaper. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, this movie's bizarre, but like bizarre in a way that every Fulci movie is bizarre. It does not have, it does not necessarily have answers, but it's got some great special effects. I don't think anybody necessarily gets their eyeballs destroyed in the movie. Uh, so that if that's like I a mean, sticking the, point for you, the red in the eyes looked pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, he. he that, that, then when we, by the time we got to the beyond, he was like, "I didn't do enough with the eyeballs." <laughs> That was my real folly. <laughs> but yeah, three out of four from me, two out of four from Kim. Let us know where you stand. Let, let us know what you thought of Fulci's City of the Living Dead. And if you think this is a good pairing with the Sentinel. I mean, I'm, oh, no, it's a good pairing. I, I'm, I'm going to at least sit with that. Like, I, I did Both my job. Both set in, quote unquote, New York. I did my job. Kim phoned it in. Uh, <laughs> I came to the table. <laughs> Hit us up in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at nofspodcast.com slash discord. Let us know what you thought of this weirdo movie from Fulci. So gross. And all about your favorite gates from hell. There's lots of them. Is it the gate? Is that your favorite gate from hell? (laughs) Until next time, I'm Kim. I'm John. Stay Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. (laughs) 